Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting, with the touch of a button or step on a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig, Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. And that is how a raven is like a writing desk. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. How was your weekend, Dan? My weekend, my weekend and my week have been okay. Been okay. Work has been nonstop and um, it's uh, been a little intense, but I have not had a lot of music happening this week. I got the karaoke tomorrow night, uh, but apart from that, pretty quiet week. Had a really good, uh, really good gig on Saturday with a full band. First time we were together for um, about, a, about a month. Yeah. And uh, it was great. It's great. Cool. Yeah. Very good. How about you. So last week I had said um, that I didn't have anything going on last week, and that was not true. I actually had a gig that Sunday. Um, I think it was because I hadn't actually started working on the music yet (laughs) (laughs) that I uh, must have slipped my mind. But uh, no, I ended up doing a church gig. Um, It was it went really well. Um, You know, had kind of of a challenge in like the uh, the first set with uh, singer not lining up with the tracks, but we did without the track. I was MD on that one, so I was I was kind of behind the reins second set went flawlessly felt great nice and um it's just it's a cool it's a different set of muscles doing it's a very different kind of guitar playing you know it's really like there's an improvisational content kind of component to it and then there's you know just basically replicating things but lots of fun ambient sounds and swells and delays and stuff i don't ever use i will say the um the pedal boards i see from the PNW guys are intense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really intense. Yeah, the um the boots and boards posts, you'll yeah. see. Yeah. I'm doing all mine in the Helix. Yeah, of course you are. Work, works like a champ. Yeah, very nice. It's really one of those tools that was kind of built for that kind of that kind of gig. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll say this, I'll, you know, one more thing about the whole church music thing. Those guys are the ficklest people. Hmm. If you wondered why um, Gretches were like in for like a minute or, um, you know, everybody was using like it feels like they're the most finicky of all the all the guitar consumers because, you know, for a while, everybody played Gretches and then uh, for a while, everybody played nothing but Duesenbergs and then they played nothing but offsets. Like it's this weird kind of mercurial gear snobbery in that world that is specifically unique to that world. I know there. I, I assume there are prominent players in that market who people kind of follow around on that. Oh yeah, of, you know, fad thing. Yeah, I mean, in in in, you know, they either play for because basically d- that market is like they're just churning out content. Hmm. So, um, you know, if you if there's if there's like a big church, they're writing, recording, and releasing the music they're playing on Sundays because they don't then they don't have to pay royalties to anybody but themselves. So the um, priority to do that kind of stuff is pretty high. Sure. And then, you know, you add, there is an entire radio apparatus built into that, uh, that world. 
and an automatic performance venue system as well. So, um, if you can get in that world, it, it, yeah, it's, it can be very lucrative. And that's why you see a lot of these guys that, you know, only play on Sundays with these really, really expensive rigs. Right. And they literally only play like one day a week. They, that's, that's their whole thing. But it's because they get solid pay every time. Right. So well, there's yeah, that. And some, some residuals off their recordings probably. Yep. That's cool. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, we don't have anything this week. Um, I'm going to a gala. A gala. Just as a, yes. Uh, we go to this gal every year, and um, they hire the same band, and I don't like them. Oh, so, well. <laughs> but I'll, I'll get to, I'll get to um, practice my being a good audience member exactly. uh, activity, <laughs> and a very uh, fuzzy, like I've got like a velvet tuxedo jacket. Sweet. So, well, what I'll don't be, you like about? I'll them? be quite snazzy. Um, the first, so this is the third time we've gone to this event, and the first year I heard them, I was like, it seems like there's a lot of subs in this band. And then um, I saw them the next year, and I was like, oh, it's the same guys. They just, like, it didn't seem like they really knew what they were doing. It seemed like a bunch of, like, hired guns kind of, like, in a room. Now, the last year, they had a really great drummer who I did know, and actually, he's a drummer I know from playing at churches. Um, And he sounded like he, he really kind of, like, I mean, he obviously was sitting in for that particular gig, but he just added, like, a really interesting dynamic that the previous performance didn't have. So, um, you know, we'll see who's there this time, but I don't have, um, it just didn't seem like there was a lot of cohesiveness. Like it was just a bunch of everybody was on there up there for themselves. Like this is their one gig a year. And I don't even, it was, it was their one gig a year, but it, it may be their one gig that they do with this corporate band this quarter. Mm. And they're just not invested in it. Gotcha. So no choreography, no, like for what they were paying for an, uh, an event band like that, they should have gotten more. That's just my personal opinion. But anyway. Yeah. And I won't name names. No. Because maybe they're listening. I mean, welcome. I hope they learned something. For sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, on another note, we had a meetup. Yeah. And people, ca- people came. Sweet. So um, big thanks to everybody who came up to the official Atlanta market meetup. Um had some people come out, had um, had some cool conversations about stuff like marketing strategies and um, just kind of, you know, finding so-and-so who played with so-and-so who was in this band that this guy knew and he knew this guy and like it's just very circuitous um, kind of stuff. So um, it was a lot of fun and we will definitely be doing them in the future. So stay tuned for more of those. Cool. And uh, that is literally all I've got this week. Okay. Well, I have two things. I have two okay. things. Let's see. What order should we take them in? Uh, did I mention last week my elbow? No. Please tell us about your elbow. My elbow. So um, I've been having this pain in my right elbow, my pick hand elbow. Yep. Um, and it's uh, it's it's been bad. It's been it's been especially in the morning when I wake up. It's it's really it's really painful. And um, uh, I'm not a young spry young whippersnapper the way you are adam i'm you know i'm 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 four and four 40 and five it is my age okay and um and i was getting a massage by my my guy larry massage therapist larry he's amazing he was working my arms because i was telling they hurt and he's just rubbing me some and he said dana is your arthritis acting up Ooh, and uh, we're trying to click the friendly, the family friendly button on this podcast. So I can't actually say what came out of my mouth, but it was in short, 
F you, Larry, was pretty much what I said. Um, yeah. Came, unbidden. Came out of my face. Um, <laughs> anyway, I uh, happened to have my annual wellness with the, with, with the doc uh, on Monday. And, um, you know, he said, anything, anything you want to chat about? And I said, yeah, this elbow. And it's kind of my other one, too, but it's mostly my right elbow. Really hurting me. And he kind of fondled it. And poked it. And in fact, where it hurts. Oh no, he's the kind of doctor you want. He's a he's a good doctor. Um, Got it. And I'm years away from having um, anything more invasive than elbow fondling happening. So there you um, go. Um, he poked the inside of my. So imagine, let you know, lay your arm, your forearm flat on a table or something with your palm up, and it's the the inside of the elbow, the side toward your belly, not the side toward the wall, but the side toward yeah. you. Um, and right on the knobbly little knob of elbow bone on the very inside. And uh, he said, yeah, what this is, is medial epicondylitis, epicondylitis, medial epicondylitis. And it's the opposite of tennis elbow. Tennis elbow happens on the outside, the lateral side of the elbow. This happens on the inside, the medial side. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also, uh, do you golf at all? He said, do you golf, you golfer? Because it's also known as golfer's elbow. And I said, no, I don't golf, <laughs> uh, but I do play guitar a lot. And he said, ah, also known as guitarist's elbow. Uh oh, and in fact, I have um, gone to the internets, the interwebs, and Googled medial epicondylitis guitar, and there are in fact large threads about it at guitar forums that I frequent. Oh, the gear page has quite a long thread about guitarists coming down with medial epicondylitis. Um, so that's great. That's fantastic. Um, when it's in full flare up, I have a hard time moving subs and you know instruments and racks and things yeah um it's not great and so uh doc said you know the best thing you can do for it medication wise is just like ibuprofen or something it's because it is inflammation that's the nature of it yeah um but what you really want to do is go to a physical therapist and the physical therapist will give you exercises and whatnot to strengthen the muscles on the other side of the elbow that are not being exercised and worked and that will bring balance to your to the force and to your arms and we'll sort out this pain situation that's happening in your hands. So he wrote me a prescription referral thing, and I will call those guys this week. But um, I will say, when in, in weeks when I have had three-plus gigs, yeah, by the end of that, it hurts. It really hurts. And yeah. um, a, a lot of it, I think, has to do with staying limber and loose and relaxed as I play. Yeah. Um, I have a tendency to get sort of, you know, passionate and strummy and hard hard hitting. And, uh, and I need to fight that and I just need to stay limber and loose. I think that'll help a lot. And then, um, we'll see what the, uh, physical therapist has to say about, um, fixing this thing. Gotcha. So the point is, you know, injuries happen and, you know, we had a great episode about self-care, but it was all mental. There is this thing of physical self-care as well. True. Um, and sort of what you do to keep your, keep your body and fight in shape. Um, you know, I did not expect to come down with an elbow issue. I have lost some weight recently, which I'm happy about because um, congratulations. I didn't like how I felt, you know, on stage and how I felt um, in my clothes and on video <laughs> at all. Yeah. So I've been dealing with that, and 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 that's been working. Um, but to have um, parts of me responding like this to my gigging schedule has not been great. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it it is. Um you know, a lot of people don't necessarily think about it this way, but we we are doing a physical activity. Totally. Um, most of us are, at least. Yeah, I mean, very. Um, when if you're we, doing it right. Yeah, I mean, vocalists technically aren't really exercising a whole lot 
unless they're, you know, moving around and such. But yeah, with, you know, I've had, uh, I've had seasons where, um, repetitive stress injuries in my wrists and hands have been kind of problematic. Yep. I've had some arthritis issues. I've got, you know, I mean, we're just, we're getting older. Yep. You know, the other, um, the other thing that I'm going to point out to the physical therapist when I get there, my left, my, my fretting hand, first finger. Yep. The one that is labeled I in the guitar books index. Um, no one, I guess I one. right hand. Yeah. Um, Chords that make me lay my fingertip flat, F, open F. Yes. Right? Hurt my fingertip in a way that it didn't mm-hmm. used to. And so I got to deal with that too. I think um, that's my only hand pain. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Falling apart as I age. Yep. Don't do it. Don't age if you can help it. You know, there some of us hippy dippy new age guys would be like, have you tried CBD? I have not tried CBD. I probably ought to. I have some for my cat. They've what, got like, you know, the, the tinctures and stuff that's supposed to be like non, like anti-inflammatory, but also I've had a couple of, um, like balms or lotions or whatever. It's just rubbing your hands and it feels like it could be working. Yeah. And yeah. if not, yeah. the, um, the, uh, you know, the placebo effect is pretty effective. I, you know, I am not against placebo effect. I think whatever works, um, but yeah, so you just rub, it's topical, this stuff. You just rub it on. Yeah. But, but also like just taking, you know, like drops and stuff just in general. I've, uh, I've, I've been using it, uh, as a sleep assistant. Oh. Um, it's very nice. Oh, speaking of which, and since we're kind of in the self-care world, yeah. um, I, uh, I sprung for the Calm app. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you, I don't know if you maybe your one of your other podcasts you listen to, you may have heard their promos. I have heard promos, yes. And if they want to start paying us, I'll definitely talk about them because I use them. Like, it's like a series. It's got it's got like guided meditations, and that's all well and good. But like the main thing it has is like professional adult bedtime stories. Nice. And they they bring in like uh, celebrities to do them. So, <laughs> like the first night we we read. Um, the three little pigs go to anger management read by, um, read by, uh, Nick Offerman. Maybe it's the big bad wolf goes to anger management. That's that awesome. sounds, that That's sounds awesome. more believable. Yeah. There was one with like Matthew McConaughey and there's one with like Lucy Liu and, uh, Stephen Fry. And like, it's just really boring, long stories, like 30, 40 minutes long, read, like read very slowly by a, by a famous person with a soft voice. It's, mm. it's lovely. That's great. It has, it has replaced, um, droning tv in the background yeah uh, before bed and um it has been a level up in my opinion that's so, great if you're if you're into that kind of thing go for it calm.com calm.com uh, promo pro- code cover band <laughs> confidential or no enter that they won't know what to make of it yeah you'll just get a big red air message and somebody download the honey app. Some, yeah, we'll just, we're just going to HQ. We're just going to continue. Like, that's right. That's right. To, to shill for other companies. That's right. That's right. Noom.com promo code yes. cover band confidential. That's a really long one. Yeah. That's C- what she said. CBD cover band. It's cover uh, cover band. Dot. Actually, don't 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 count that chicken right uh, <laughs> right now specifically. <laughs> we can talk about that later. Right. Um. But now let's talk about this. All right, I've got a new copy. You ready? Yeah. 
Shobei DJ makes it easy to take the look of your gigs to new levels that can set your band apart from all the others. Lighting is the key, even in small venues. Shobei DJ has the lighting tools to help your band create visual excitement and energy without taking your attention from your music. It's easier than ever with technology like Bluetooth-enabled products that can be triggered right from a phone or tablet with the free BT Air app. That means powerful lighting for bands is now literally at your fingertips. Chauvet DJ knows your gig gear should be powerful, affordable, lightweight, and ultra convenient. The new Gig Bar Move is all that and more. Gig Bar Move has moving head fixtures, wash light, bars, strobes, and lasers all on one bar that sets up and tears down in minutes without taking up a lot of valuable transport space. Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that helps you create better audience experiences by adding dynamic visual looks and moods to perfectly suit the music you're playing. And it's easier and more affordable than ever. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. You do gigs, light what you do with Chauvet DJ. Hey, some fresh copy. How about that? Got the uh, the, the fresh new-new from that... Uh from the NAM uh, announcement, so I, th- thanks to Jeff and our buddies at Chauvet. I'm pretty interested in the gig bar move. Let me tell you, I, <laughs> I um, over and over again, I've forgotten my Chauvet Hazer or yep. brought it, plugged it in, left it warming up, never turned it on. I, I just, I, you know, several times I have failed. I've failed to be a good Hazer user. And at my last show, um, at the break, I realized I had turned it on, plugged it in, not not turned it to actually fire Haze. Um, and then I didn't do anything about it. I went to pee. And it was like two songs into the second set. I realized I still hadn't done anything. And so I kind of half played. I hammered on with my left hand. While with my right hand, I leaned down sort of behind the drums and turned it on. And I put it on three out of three. It has three heights, three levels. Mm-hmm. But it was aimed across the stage. And it so filled up the side of the bar with haze that people were like waving their hands in front of their faces. It was like – yeah. Way too much. So I, I got to I got to dial it in. It's awesome when it works though, because that just it makes it so the the gig bar is shooting beams instead of just spots, and it's it's very very nice. Cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, but I got to remember to use it. That's my problem. Yes, that's not on you show. It's just me. Yes, you should use it. I should. I would say that we, that copy was tough to get through too. It took us several several attempts. Yeah, there may be some uh, some bonus footage for somebody out there. Yeah, who may so care. All right, so. This the 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 topic of the uh, of the day. Uh, we actually had like a a backup plan um, for for this week because we were we were being we felt like we were going to be kind of busy, um, and uh, we will air that as a uh, a bonus episode I think on Monday. But um, <laughs> I got a text from Dan. Um, really, <laughs> really, like he's like I got something, and I was like, all right, bro. So you can you can steer on this one. So in the middle I'm of the not, night, it was, like, it was like late. I was home. You know that when you're home from the gig and your um, adrenaline won't let you sleep. Mm-hmm. You need the calm app, man. I guess I do. I guess I do. Here's what I texted to Adam: is I want to talk about audibles and the calling thereof, strategies, considerations, etc. And then a separate text I wrote tonight. I made a good call with capital G and capital C, and I want my due adulation. <laughs> This yeah, this is the level of discourse uh, that's going on in these back channels. Yeah, yeah. So Audible. So do you? Um, uh, how how strict is your set? Do you ever move around in it? Do you ever audible yes. things around? Yeah. So we've got a couple. Uh, we've we've done this a number of ways. There's there's you know 
many schools of thought on how to do this. You know, I've been in bands where everything's inaudible. Right. You basically just, you know, you know, you're going to start like maybe with like two songs and then by the third song, you know, people are just kind of calling stuff out. I'm not particularly a fan of that because I find there's more downtime and it, um, it's hard to kind of like build f- momentum, uh, and that kind of thing. Um, I have also done things where it's like the, the deal is the deal. What's on the paper is what you play. Um, we've kind of fit into this particular room where um, we have a set list and the set list usually has on average two to three more songs than we need per set. And that gives you a little bit of um, ability to kind of move things around. And then, you know, we've been around so long that even if we play through every song we need to play through um, and they, you know, they magically want another hour, 90 minutes of music, like we still have like stuff tucked back that we can pull from. And, um, you know, depending on the night, you know, we may pull one of those, like sweet child of mine is never going to be on the set list, but it is always on the table. Yeah. That's just, that's kind of one of those things where like, it's, we're not going to play it if you don't ask for it or if the, the mood doesn't call for it, but like it's, it's ready to go pretty much at a, at at the drop of a hat. We have lots of those. So in, in the moment, yeah, we, we, we can call audibles. Um, and it really just, you know, it gives you the ability to kind of read the audience and see where, where, where to go next. Okay. And, and what, um, impact that does that have on your track playing? How do you, um, some of the, you know, back pocket tunes don't have tracks, uh-huh. so you can just kind of pull them out on a moment's notice. Um, but otherwise, you know, in band helper, you can, uh, search alphabetically. You can, um, you know, all of the 80s stuff is purple. So you could filter things just by 80s. You can do it by meta tags. You can do, you can do a number of ways where you can kind of whittle down and, and make things easy to access. So, and so these days, oh, that's interesting. Are you playing tracks out of band helper these days? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. We're doing it all out of band helper on an iPad. Great. Um, and we've also, you know, done it on smartphones in a pinch, which is super convenient. Mm hmm. Especially mm-hmm. since you know everything's always syncing with the server, um, Arlo uh, has done a fantastic job. He's added a few new features. I, again, I don't even know what this program does. I know what I use it for, but <laughs> yeah. I, I know it's oh, not enough. It does so much more than that. Whatever whatever it is you use it for, it does more. It's one of those. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's kind of where we're at. But like we've been in, I've been in situations where Audibles have in fact saved, you know, saved the gig. Um, I don't know if you recall, it was it was last summer where we ended up going to do that wedding in like Alabama is kind of like a third party deal uh-huh. and got there and like asked for approval and didn't get any. So we put a set list together and I got some, I got a sub on, on base and like they start like yelling stuff that we don't know. Right. And it's just like, it was, it, it got really, really bad. And then in that moment, I, um, I was like, I know what I need to play. And it was, you never even call me by my name. <laughs> and, that one song wasn't on the list. Guys, half the guys didn't quite know it, but um, that that one song turned the whole night around. Right, they were they were immediately on our side for whatever we played after that. Yep. that was the one that turned the night around. Yep. So, yep, and a good audible can do that. Yep, hundred percent. So, um, on Saturday, we were playing at Pig Pounder, and uh, it was kind of packed. And part of it was um, they have food trucks there on on the nights that we. Well, on Saturdays, all Saturdays, yeah. whether we're there or not. The one that was on was a, um, I don't want to, uh, well, we're dropping names of things. Yeah. 
It was Cousins Maine Lobster was there, the, the lobster okay. truck that was on. We, uh, yeah, they have those. They have those down here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think they're well, franchise now. Our one here was from Charlotte, I think, but they're kind of famous. They were Is it on, the one um, that says from Shark Tank? Yes, they were on Shark yeah, Tank. Yeah, they, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere, but they're really, really good. There's another lobster tr- uh, truck that um, they have. Sometimes it's less good, but theirs was. I will say their lobster roll was the best and fastest nineteen dollars I've ever eaten. Um, nice. Anyway, so the place was kind of packed because they got a good turnout with that truck. And, um, um, as, uh, you know, it was as full there as the Halloween show we played there. It was mm-hmm. it was bumping. And we had a really fun first set, really, really good time there. And then um, got into the second set, and I had set it up with a few more thinkers up front than usual. I'd set it up to kind of slow burn up to the peak of my W, those of you who... Um, yep. are unfamiliar with my set list design theory. You should listen back a couple episodes about my W theory. Um, in the second set there, I have learned that a late W works um, because people are maybe not quite fully lubricated. It's a, it's a seven to 10 gig. So um, you want to push the real dancing a little late when it's that time of night. Yep. Um, but I did drop in and, and part of it was in this show, I pulled back in a bunch of favorites that we haven't done in forever. I pulled in, um, Roses, Outcast. Yep. Caroline. Yeah, love it. Love it. I pulled in, um, and a couple of self-indulgent ones from way in the past. 1901 by Phoenix. Um, let's see. Just a couple other things. And one of them that I pulled in that used to be a total standard every single show we did, we did Use Me by Bill Withers. Um, but it hasn't. It's been a while. So I, I dropped it in, and where I dropped it was kind of early in the second set. Okay. So we're playing Use Me by Bill Withers, and anyone who's unfamiliar should go listen to it right now. Just pause this and go find Use Me by Bill Withers. It is the grooviest song, single most funky thing that there is. And uh, about 30 seconds into it, a whole crew of young black women were dancing to it. Yeah. And enjoying it. It was so great. We hammed it up because we do, and it was really good. And um, and then I look at the set list, and what's next is another one that I pulled out of the dust. Elvis Costello, Pump It Up. Yeah. Because I kind of didn't expect us to be, like, I didn't really think it through. Use Me sometimes prompts dancing, but not always. And Pump It Up certainly does not, at least not for our for, the, for this crowd. Um, after Pump It Up came Paint It Black, Seven Nation Army, Song 2. So we're now into, like, rock and roll, not really dancers. Yeah. And... I now have a floor of dancers. In fact, um, it's a growing floor as a song goes on. And the, the next song should not be Pump It Up. Okay. Clearly should not be Pump It Up. Fair enough. I look at a couple songs later, and after a couple more sort of mid-tempo kind of not really dance tunes, I get to uh, Take Me to the River, which we do in the style of Talking Heads. Yeah. Al, Al Green, too. Tune followed by I will survive followed by Mustang Sally into our real dance subset, which goes superstition, kiss long train run and play that funky music. Um, and so I turn around to the, and by the way, um, I have now taken to setting up a talkback mic that stands on a mic stand and has a rolls kill switch that essentially you yep. step on the pedal to activate the mic. Yeah. The MD mic, MD mic. And it's, um, and it's only going to the in-ears. It's not going to the house. So yep. it was how we talk to ourselves on stage. 
Yeah, we uh, we've we've utilized that on bigger stages. It's for things it's as a well. great thing. It's a great it's thing, a good, even on a tiny a stage. Tool. If everyone's yeah. in in, <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. Our first few gigs in inners, we tried to talk to each other, and everybody was like, "Well, uh, like it ruined our ability to communicate on stage until I put this this mic up." Um, speaking of, I'm going to be um, adding or inviting Tony, my drummer, to add. He he sings on a, on a head. Uh, uh, you know, headset microphone. Head, thank you. Thank you. Just working my way there. But, a Garth Brooks microphone. Yeah. Um, and I have found an AB switcher pedal that can, you know, he can kick it and put his <laughs> vocal into a second track in the mixer. So he, we can yeah. have him also speaking internally. Um, that, that, that would be good. Anyway, I called the audible to move forward to take me to the river and I've now jumped us forward. I'm looking at the set list here. One, two, three, four, five. I've jumped forward six songs on the set list. Um, but I've made the set list longer than usual. And in fact, we got back from break a little late. The first set ran a little long. So we got time to burn. Um, and I start the riff of Take Me to the River and the dance floor, like n- nobody shifts from the dance floor. The whole thing just keeps rolling. Nice. And the whole party kept cranking all the way through to... Um, all the way through play that funky music and then our two headed out tunes are santeria and purple rain and everybody stuck around yep. for those two um and it was just a real strong end to to the night and then we came back and did um that place always calls for one more so we did um our mashup of seven nation army and song two which we call 14 nation army i get it um for like an encore um, but you know, the thing, the thing is, uh, it took me a while as a performer to get to where I was <sighs> out of my own way enough and attentive yeah. enough to the space. And, um, my own performance was, let's say in my muscle memory enough that I didn't have to have attention on it, uh, such that I could look at the room and see what the room is up to and see what it needs and see what to put into it next to move it to the next space I want it to be in. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just a skill that you develop. I will say when you've got a a party of young black women dancing to you, you do not mess that up. No. Um, do your best not to do so. Do your best not to do so. I don't know that the racial makeup of them is a thing, but you know, it was it was a fact that they were they were into us. We were playing some some groovy stuff that you know, and Bill Withers is um uh crosses all boundaries. He's he's uh he's uh got a very broad appeal. Yeah, I mean, and there's definitely like there are songs in everybody's repertoire that you know kind of cross over in a in a great way. Yep. Um and and those are also great um audibles. You know, sometimes we don't have we won't play um Kiss like if we're doing like a single set and you know, we're going to do Let's Go Crazy, we mm-hmm. won't do Kiss. But like, you know, if the crowd is kind of you know, if there's a certain vibe where you're trying to find, you're trying to find a way to win a crowd over, you know, before you would use Michael Jackson to do that. Now that's kind of a, uh, a polarizing choice, but, um, yeah, but, um, you can play kiss and man typically turn, turns people's heads. So it does. It does. And depending on, so there are, there's some factors, right? You got to look out and sort of assess the demographics of the room, the age of the room. Yep. You got to look at, um, you know, there are some age rooms where, you know, I mentioned Santeria. That one's fish in a barrel with a certain age. Yep. Um, Mr. Brightside also. Um, 
you know, but there's, there's, and there's, you know, what do you do when the room is not convinced yet? The dancing's not happening. Yeah. Right. Do you hit them with a lot of energy? Do you work your way there? What, what kind of approach do you take? Um, we tend to just kind of like trust the, um, trust the set list because we know where it's going. Yeah. So, you know, you, you do like, you have to kind of look at things objectively. There's not, there's not a, well, if X, then Y kind mm. of situation. Again, it's, it's a dark art. There's it an is. alchemy to it. There's it not is. really the, there's not a foolproof way because each room is different. It's, you know, it is a, uh, it is a crowd of people, um, all from different backgrounds and you've got to find the through line. You've got to find the thing that, that unifies them. And sometimes, you know, it's coming, it's going to be two songs from now and you, you can use that time to kind of work your way up to it. Um, or it could be one of those things where you're not hitting it and you know what will, and you just, you know, call something out of thin air and, and see what happens. Yep. And there is, you know, it's, it's a trial and error kind of thing. Totally. You can find, you can find your way. Or you could, you know, you can crash and burn. I've definitely made the wrong choice before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. So just trying to find the balance where where the, you know. And 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 again, it's it's a it's a constant thing. You'll you'll be doing it every single show. Absolutely. If you're doing it right. You know, we um um a set piece of our show is sort of a rap battle that Justin and I do over karaoke version of of tracks. Yeah. He recently added and and every show, every show or two or three one of us will add one and, and and keep it as a secret, keep it as a surprise for the other. Um, a month or so ago, he added, thank you for being a friend. Nice. Yeah. If you do party. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you, um, reliably, the whole room stops and screams along with that. Well, reliably, yeah. 100% of the time. So that's something. Consider playing the Golden Girls theme. Um, It'd be a fine one to play. You know, I mean, uh, what was it last week we were talking about? Or we can go. Um, our set list guys had the Aladdin tune on there. So yeah, random Only weird world. stuff is is a good attention getter. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen some some very creative choices, uh, and and it it can be one of the it can be a, like a situation where you're like, all right, well, let's just give let's just throw let's throw some weird out in the crowd and see how they take it. Yep. You yep. know. For for us, we don't always do Ice Ice Baby, but Ice Ice Baby is, again, one of those kind of like, throw that out, see how the crowd reacts. I mean, they're probably going to be into it. And it's it's just kind of like a like a gimme. It's yeah. like a it's like a get-out-of-jail-free card. It is. Justin does that one in the rap battle, too. Yeah. So, yeah, just... The the Audible is is a special thing, and, and it's going to be different for everybody. Um, you know, it, it, in every single room you know, you can find a different opportunity, but there should be like a handful of ones that you can just go to, uh, even if they're off brand, even if they're not like, if you know that you're, you're losing a room and you're trying to win them back, you know, there should be a handful of tunes that you can just pull out at a moment's notice. Yep. Yeah. Things that I was like thinking about were like, uh, friends in low places is, is big down here. It's a, uh, it's a winner. That's a winner here. Um, Mr. Brightside, you know, you said that was a good one. Yep. Uh, let's get it on. Yes. Seems to be like a pretty easy one to get people, uh, get people going yes um for us hungry like the wolf is like a big one huh we but we we've got like a little we got like a shtick to it there's a little you do a little um, dance yeah we make a little love you know that's sure just, we could get down we, tonight. we yes we do that's yeah. true yeah. so yeah it's 
I think I think this is um, is one of those kind of conversation things. Like everybody, next time you guys get together for practice, you should talk about this. Pick pick your five audibles that you would probably never put on a set list, but just everybody knows and are and is ready to be dropped at a moment's notice. I think that would be a good exercise a for good everybody exercise. to do this week. I really like it. I really like it. Somebody start a thread on the Facebook group about that. Well, we'll we will after this thing drops. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. Well, so go call some audibles. All right, man. Well, if uh, if that's the case, I'll go ahead and kind of wrap things up. Thanks. Please. Thank you guys uh, for your continued support. We picked up another uh, patron on Patreon this week, so thank Ooh. you very much. That is going towards, um, you know, keeping the lights on in, uh, in podcast world for us. Uh, we've got some things that we'd like to accomplish this year, and uh, every little bit helps. So thank you guys for that. Um, if you like what you hear and you want to support us, you can do that by supporting us on Patreon, or it could be as simple as going to your podcast platform of choice and leaving a review. Um, the more of those that we get, the easier it is for people to find us and um, share us with your bandmates and people in your scene and that kind of thing. We'd love to uh, help everybody who listens to this go further faster, and that is what we are here to do. So for this week from Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You are listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 86. Have a great week.